We're almost a month into the baseball season. NBA playoffs have been a little entertaining, and a TV icon passes away. This is the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. Stay tuned. We don't know sports podcast. This is Chad the Mark with Mr. Brown and someone who we haven't determined yet. So before you hear a third voice, we're actually just starting the show because this guy named Brad, who's done the show before, doesn't want to go by Brad. He wants to be cool. He wants to be like us. Shut up. You can't talk yet. Okay. Okay. You're still talking. That's not how this works. On the spot, the name you pick, you have to live with forever. You cannot change it. You've said a couple of really stupid things. So, have you come to a conclusion? Do you know what the final answer is? Now you can talk. I have an idea. <laughs> For those of you that are listening, I want you to message in <laughs> on We Don't Own Sports <laughs> and say what you think my name should be. Ooh, mystery guest. Mm. Are we, are we supposed to get chimes now all of a sudden? No, so they? let's just go ahead and say it's the artist formerly known as Brad. For right for now. now. Is that what we're doing? Yeah, we'll roll on. <sighs> Ditka lover. <laughs> you are a Bears fan. I'll give you that. Ditka lover. Brad, you kill me, sir. You kill me. We'll, we'll figure it out eventually, but it's been a minute since we've been together and been able to talk. We just had a lot going on. We had some birthdays. We had... Um, I don't know. When's the last time we did a show? Two weeks ago. We skipped last we week. We skipped last week, but that was after saying we wouldn't skip again because we skipped the week before. Yeah, correct. So I can't keep track of what's coming or going. <coughs> I know right now we got the NFL draft going on in the background. Uh, it kind of went the way we thought. We saw a couple quarterbacks go. You had uh, Bryce Young go number one overall. I don't think anybody was surprised by that. And then uh, C.J. Stroud went to the Texans, and then the Texans ended up drafting third somehow, and we don't know how. But Will Anderson, Jr., Either way, uh, Bama. what's your favorite part about the NFL draft? What do you like about it? Do you watch it? Are you a fan? I'll never be one of those guys that's there in full face paint. I don't care if it's in my city. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> like, to see the Eagles fan in Kansas City yeah. losing his mind. The fact that they drag it out so damn long. Like, really? Just just freaking pick your player, dude. It, it does go a little too long. It's way too long. Yeah. And it's on a Thursday. Of course, Thursday is the new Friday. Well, <laughs> Remember, it used to just be like Saturday and Sunday, and right. that was it. Well, no one works Friday anymore anyway half the time, so it's a new Friday. I love the NFL draft. I, my ex-wife was pissed when I watched it on our on our honeymoon. <laughs> you said yeah. ex-wife. Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> Some things are there's, mystery. There's a reason for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely started off with a bang. Yes. <laughs> At least. <laughs> who was, <laughs> wait, was the number one draft pick that year a bust? Uh, might have been Jamarcus Russell. Ah, the writing was on the wall. She right. said, just take it deep. And he's like, I can't. No, no comment. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, so this draft, you're a Raiders fan, Mr. Brown. Do you even care? Listen. You're, are you looking forward to your wide receiver in the first round? I hate the NFL draft. I posted today on social media that I'm not excited at all for tonight. As sure as the Raiders are going to have a bad draft, is just as sure as you're going to have to die and pay taxes. Now, you're a Bears fan, Brad, so maybe you have some insight on how you feel because you have the number one draft pick. I, I then, like what the Bears did. I like that they traded the number one pick. I think they should stock up on picks. I do not think they have the answer right now, so I think they need to keep trading back 
take some time, stockpile picks, go from there. As, as a Bears fan, what's your opinion on uh, Justin Fields? I was going to say, just finish the sentence. Justin's, Justin Fields next year is blank. Just like all other running quarterbacks, he's not going to win the Super Bowl, but he's going to be fun to watch. Right. Michael Vick. So is he like a cam that gets you to the Super Bowl? Or is he like a Lamar who can't win a playoff game? Was he he's, he's won one. If it weren't for the Bears, if it weren't for being the Bears, I would say he gets us to the Super Bowl. But no. No, yeah. he won't get hey, us to the Super you Bowl. You got the, uh, the, the yeah. NFC North Slayer is now gone, brother. I mean, the NFC in general kind of sucks. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Kirk Cousins is still there. There he is. Ah, there he, he is. He got him last year. He got Rodgers last year. Rodgers yeah. ran away from Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? I mean – Look at the fear in the eyes. Yeah. Yeah. That's a whole other thing. You know, that finally happened uh, this week. Rogers shows up in New York, does a press guy. I, I can't quite get behind or understand the banter. I don't know if it's real or not with him and, and uh, Zach Wilson. Like, what's not real? What a, Wilson said that months ago. <laughs> and now that it's Rogers, he's like, oh shit. <laughs> but, so I was on a conference call at work. And there was a guy I was on. He's like, I'm a Bills fan. Go Bills. And this other guy was like, you better hold off on that cheer because Aaron Rodgers is now a Jet. So I'm sitting there patiently waiting until I have to report. And I'm like, listen, guys, I know I'm reporting for UPS, but I am the sports guy here. <laughs> what happened the last time a former Packer went to New York? It's going to end the same Seven and nine. way, brothers. <laughs> yeah, that's Go uh, Bills. That's exactly what you can say <laughs> until then, like, I don't know. Do you think um, you think the Jets are a playoff team? No. Yes, hmm. they were. They were within an ace of playoffs last year. They had a star rookie running back get hurt. No, he was an amazing running back. But they will not beat out the Bills in the. They in the will division. not be able to build team chemistry with a quarterback that does not show up in summer or fall until week one. There's no. no. I don't think that there's no way the Bills don't win that division. So Tua isn't. He, he Bills are going to win the division. I think but the Tua. Dolphins are going to be better than the Jets again. Yeah. Nah, two is going to be. I'm telling you. Hit the head, think he's a glass of there's orange There's something about Aaron Rodgers, man, when he's not around, and this is a new team, he needs to, he's not the best guy at building chemistry. I just, hey, and you know where Dalvin Cook wants to go? Where does he want to go? To the Dolphins. What? Yeah. Wow. Everyone wants to go to the Dolphins. Put some respect on to his really name. Really? He's a leader yeah, really. pulling everybody. You here. heard it here first, folks. <laughs> That's right. Dalvin Cook to the Dolphins. All right. The uh, other NFL thing. I, we didn't even have this for the show, right? We had a bunch of other things we can get to. But you, you had uh, a Lamar Jackson sighting today. He appeared in the news cycle. Brad, you've been out and about. Do you know what happened? I've, I've heard that he signed the contract. I don't know the details. Yes. Isn't it amazing after all these trade rumors that it takes to the day of the NFL draft, and now they ain't. Well, I think there's something to that because after the draft, there's other teams can negotiate right, with him. Right, like teams like the Dolphins. So you think he's not going to be a Raven? Well, no, I think he is now. The point is, yeah. if you know the Dolphins could have said, "All right, Lamar's still there. Maybe we want to move <coughs> on for two, and they're going to work something out." Right, right. You know, but the Dolphins couldn't have done that before the draft because they didn't have enough draft capital to qualify for the trade. So I think that's what happened. Is it got closer to the draft? They knew teams like the Rams 
and who could probably move to a quarterback. Teams like the Dolphins, who are questionable about Tua, they were being in play and they just removed it. But anyway, five years, 225, I think 180 guaranteed. Or 260. Or 260. Yeah. And 185 is guaranteed. Correct, correct, correct. Okay. So I think it looks like a good deal for everybody. Yeah, I mean. Are the fences mended? I, yes, they are, obviously, because money talks. Money fixes everything. But, I mean, let's be real. LeVar. LeVar Ball. Lamar Jackson's window has closed. Like, it's closing. He's already seen his peak years. That's Now they're, they were mass paying for a guy who's already seen his best years. They're, they're paying for what he already did. Correct. Yeah. Like, it's crazy to me. I, I think... Go, um, at this point, go Hunley. I, I think it's one of those things where, if they, man, the Ravens... If they were in the NFC, I think it's a completely different feel for them. I agree with you. But the AFC is so stacked. You, you, know who they, you know who they remind me of? They remind me of the 49ers of the AFC, but there's no room for them in the AFC because the AFC is so stacked. It's, they play the same way. It's running game, defense, quarterback that lead, just doesn't lose the game. That's what the Ravens do. Who's the top three quarterbacks in the NFC? NFC? Aaron Olway. Oh, wait. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Is Kirk Cousins in the top three? I, I think he is. A lot of people say that Dak's in there, and he can't even. He ain't been in there. Like, I mean, that might be two of the three. Like, who else you put in the head? Muscle midget. <laughs> you think? Bryce Young. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It changes now. Yes. yes. Oh, Today, man. Junior. That's what I told him on a call. I was like, you say it's awesome about Aaron Rodgers, but now he's like the sixth, seventh best quarterback in the conference. Yeah, he didn't even make you guys the best team in your own division. Right. Like, it's just that's – I thought it was supposed to be about parody. But e- either way, speaking of parody, like a segue, we're going to use that to transition to the parody of the NBA playoffs. Okay. Because, you know, we discussed, uh, you know, how we're not super stoked about the play-in tournament, but it seems to be doing good – for the ratings, and it was good to get them out there. More games, more money. We love it. But, you know, now we're into the first round of the playoffs, official round. And, uh, you know, I haven't been watching in great deal. So, Mr. Brown, I'm hoping you can navigate us to this a little bit. But I want to start with, like, I knew the Kings uh, got up early on the Warriors. That was looking desperate. But now all of a sudden, they're backed into the corner. They're down 3-2. You got uh, the Clippers have been a shit show with Kawhi. You have um, a team eliminated already. And then did the Suns look good? I don't know. What's going on? So here's the deal. So I'm going to say a few things. The Knicks won their series already against the Cavs. And my God, I'm a Knicks fan, but it is better when the Knicks are good in the NBA. It's better for basketball. <laughs> Does that mean they're good, though? Cavaliers is a good team this year. Okay. It's the best team I've had since LeBron in, in the last 25 years. I remember the Knicks didn't start real well this year. So the Knicks, and they're coached by Thibs. You know what I mean? Great team. Good defense. Uh, it's great for them. Uh, the biggest series, clearly, is the fact that the Lakers had to do the play-in, and they're against the Grizzlies, who's the number two seed. You had John Moran, who sat out. LeBron, you got... Anthony Davis, who can't stay healthy. And you got Dylan Brooks, who's <laughs> running his damn mouth. He became the face of the series. Poking the bear. And LeBron, he's like, I don't respect him. He's an old man until he drops 40 on me. Then he went, went 20 and 20. And Chuck's like, that looks like 40 to me. <laughs> <laughs> who was it that he went uh, with the Wizards? LeBron, when he was Cleveland, and there was a back and forth with a Wizards player. Was it uh, Draymond? 
No, the Wizards player? Patrick well, you said Beverly? Wizards. No, no, this is back in the day. Well, like, I don't remember LeBron? the original contract. I, I have no idea. Wizards, LeBron. What's your point? Mm, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for derailing that. All right, so. All right, so hold up. So we got that. It's amazing. <laughs> that, that, that series is now 3-2, okay, because the Grizzlies came charging back. But the Lakers, if they win a series, would have to face your sons you just talked about. So it might be short-lived. And then the one seed in the East is now out. The Bucks are dead. Shot dead. Because of Jimmy effing Butler. Why do the Heat scare the hell out of me come playoff time? Because they're dogs, man. They are, aren't they? Like, let's not forget the bubble season a couple years ago. It's a lot of the same guys. So, like, to me, I look at the Miami Heat, and I look at Eric Spolster, their coach. To me, the Heat is more ran in the NBA like a college uh, dynamic because Spolster's been there now like 17 years, which is unheard of oh, wow. in NBA times. He's still young. Yeah. So, Pat Riley was like, this is my guy. So, this guy's been coaching since Pat Riley stepped aside and said, you're my guy. 17 years later, Spolster's still doing his thing, and he's there every year. And he just – he he told him They were drawing up the play in the huddle when they were stepping on the Bucks' neck, and he was, like, going to give it to somebody else, like a three-point shooter, and Jimmy Butler said, no, I want to be that guy. And they changed the play, and that's what happened. <laughs> the Bucks are out. So – like Giannis was hurt. How bad was he hurt in this series? I mean, we, we'll never know. I mean, but the fact is, is that, uh, you know, you, you have a superior team on one side of the ball, and they just underperformed. Yeah. So he got really pissed. And they're like, was this season a failure? And he's like, I don't know. Jordan played 15 seasons, only won six championships. Were the other nine seasons failures? If you ask Jordan, he'd probably say yeah. Correct. <laughs> get that tiger blood, son. Uh, wait, that's Charlie Sheen. Yes. <laughs> but I mean, that. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> uh, the um, Go to the West, though, real quick, because I feel like, like you talk about the value Butler is, big player in the playoffs, rising to the occasion. The opposite happened on the Western side of the playoffs with uh, – Kawhi. Like, he's got to be the worst superstar you could want. Dude. Like, so Kawhi, is that, but they like did come to plays, find out. He's he, so good. He has a torn meniscus, just so you know. Of course he is. That's so, what I'm, I'm not saying he's a bad guy. I'm saying he's like the most difficult superstar to have. No, he absolutely is. Like, I'm his agent is right up there with Joe Flacco's agent because the man made a career out of that Toronto's one. Uh, world championship. He met well. He parlayed his Spurs NBA yeah. Finals MVP. And but the, you got to remember because that's when Pop had uh, Timmy Parker, Ginobili, yeah. Kawhi was coming up. So then uh, Gino- or uh, Pop let him do some game management back then as a young player and rest. And now he's never graduated above that. And now he's a pussy for his whole career. Yeah, he's healthy. He's gone full Ben Simmons. You never go full Ben Simmons. It's crazy. Now, we've seen what that's that's done to him. So, yeah, I mean, Kawhi, I don't want that guy as my leader. I want him to play. And then you pair him with Paul George? Give me a freaking break. (laughs) As a fan, I want to see him. I want to see him play. I want to see him healthy. But the problem is, like, even the playoffs, you know, you can't count on. Here's the thing. Everyone wants to trash Russ Russ Westbrook. He comes to the Clippers – 
balls out. It's because he sucks. He balls out. He's averaging triple doubles in the playoffs because that's what he does. He plays every freaking game of all heart. You can dog him all you want because he can't shoot like Ben Simmons, but guess what? The man goes out there every day. You can't ever like challenge the man in him to go out there. He is a dog. He's a dog. Don't you wish he was just better, though, because of that? Yeah. Imagine how bad of a player he would be if he wasn't a dog. I know. He, he wouldn't be in the league. He'd be like, well, I was going to say he'd be like Patrick Beverly, but without the defense. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's no dog. He's kind of flipped from a player that people rooted against to a player you root for now. Oh, you think so? I think so. I don't know if that made people – or they just feel sorry for him because, hey. The L.A. The LA, LA was thing. not a good fit. I mean, he switched from the Lakers to the Clippers, and the light bulb went off. Right. But anyways, <laughs> so the Clippers are out. The Suns still, in my opinion, even to uh, by the Joker on the Nuggets, who's the number one seed, they've also finished off the Timberwolves. Jokic also said that the Suns are the, are the biggest feared team left in the playoffs. I'm sure they are. On I just, paper. You know, just in the matter of chemistry in a right. big situation, we'll see how it holds up. But – uh, also, we talked. You touched on it, the uh, Warriors. Uh, they're up three two on the Kings. The Kings went up two zero, right? Uh, yeah, they're up two zero. So the Warriors have won three in a row. That's what Defending it looks like. champs. So they're uh, they're backs against the wall. Yeah, uh, they're. Uh, you know, they they got a little chippy. Uh, that was an interesting. It feels like forever ago when we were talking about how much tickets were going for that game. Uh, but man. And so the NBA playoffs are. I feel like the first couple rounds. I feel like the whole thing. Like it's going to be middle of July when we're done, right? I feel like it just drags on. It is bad. I remember back in the day, it used to be you played every other day, uh, and then you had two days off for a travel day. Why can't we just do that? Why is that so hard? Because, man, game management. Good TV ratings. I don't know. So you got a you – was Milwaukee your favorite? I never said that. I couldn't remember. I was a, that's what I was asking. I, I actually we, like the Celtics and the Suns. Okay. I remember the Suns in the West, but I couldn't remember your East. Okay. Boston. Biggie went all in on the Bucks. That's who it was. I said Celtics okay. because to me they're the defending That's champs. why he didn't want to do the show tonight. Yes, Joe Mazzulla. I said I'm, I'm going homer mode. I'm going with the Celtics. <laughs> I, I'm going to say that the Suns, the Suns, Kevin Durant is going to get injured. He's they're in the get, playoffs. He's going to get injured, and then he's out. That's what he does. Thanks, Nostradamus. Yeah. <laughs> this defense, what type of injury? What's going to happen? Yeah, it's going to be a Kevin Durant no, injury. No, I know. I, I heard what it's going to be. It's going to be a tickle in his taint. <laughs> his taint? Yes. Holy shnikes. That's what's going to happen. Book it now. Why is that Go an injury? <laughs> tickle in the taint. <laughs> wow. So, Kevin, Kevin Durant... And the Suns, they're going to be the same Suns from last year without exactly. Kevin Durant. How's that? I'm so confused. <laughs> they're going to be without Durant when it when it comes crunch time. They're going to lose. I'm picking the Lakers out of the West. Oh, so the Lakers wow. are going to go into Phoenix and they're going to win that series. Yes. All right. Well, you heard it here. So Bye. Is this, uh, Artist formerly known as Brad. <laughs> That's because he knows he's changing his name next week, so yes. they don't survive the so Grizzlies. No one can track him. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that baseball season's here and in full swing, there's definitely something I want to talk about in a minute, Mr. Brown, and it's the Savannah Bananas, because I was going to go – until the secondary pricing on there was like $300. And I was like, no, but 
somehow, you bastard. You got tickets and I you found win. tickets. So we'll get to that. Definitely want to hear all about it. But let's just go. We've kind of been glossing over baseball. We didn't really get into division predictions too much and all that. But, you know, we're, we're off, off and running a month almost in the books. Tampa Bay had the incredible start. Um, I don't know. Just what's your what's your overall takeaway? Let me run through it. So AL, all right. You said Tampa Bay won with thirteen straight. Thirteen and they, they tied the best record all time with the eighty two Braves and the eighty seven Brewers. Yes, it's thirteen in a row. But since then, they're still a major league leading twenty and five. Okay, <laughs> that's pretty damn good. Think about this though, the AL East. You got the Rays at twenty and five, the Orioles sixteen and eight, the the Blue Jays sixteen and nine, and in the bottom you have the Yankees and then the Red Sox. <laughs> My how the mighty have fallen! And that's where we just remind everybody it's it's April. It's amazing though. <laughs> Why can't it just stay this way? <laughs> it might. So I'm telling you right now, we talked it like two weeks ago. All the Rays have to do is go five hundred the rest of the season, and they'll be in the wild card of not winning the division. Yeah, but the Orioles. Greatly overachieving. Their, their young talent came up last year. They started putting it together. Remember, so they, they had a little bit of a sell-off at the they trade did. deadline. They were right, there, like, the well, right there. Right there. Them and the Brewers were just a right. So, uh, Brewers, or sorry, the, the Orioles and the Blue Jays right there. Wild card contenders. The Twins, uh, the Central sucks. Let's just roll them past the Central. It's real bad. But I'll tell you this. I said at the beginning of the, the year – I love the credibility that Bruce Bochy brought to the Texas yep. Rangers. Yep, yep, they are yep. currently in first place uh, over the Houston Astros. And I'm only going to talk about one team in the NL, and that's the Pittsburgh Pirates. They uh, they look a little bit – well, they actually spent some money this week too. Oh, and Brian Reynolds. Yeah. Extension, over $100 million. Did that not surprise that you? That was their first contract they gave out over $100 million for a, extent, for a contract. I, I told you how excited I was in the Reds actually spent money, only to be won up by the Pirates who are saying, we're going to start winning. So listen, there's only three teams now in Major League history that have not given out a $100 million contract, and that's the Kansas City Royals, the Oakland A's, and the Chicago White Sox. Really? Yep, Correct. All right. That's because they saw the Reds do it with Joey Votto, and they're like, never again. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But the Pittsburgh Pirates are NL leading 18-8, 10 games over 500. So we've always talked about PNC as one of the best venues to watch a ball game. And now the product is, at least in April, doing its thing. So uh, I've and they even have some injury. Like I think O'Neill Cruz isn't playing right he's now. He's out for the. Is he out for the year? Is he out that long? No, maybe not. I but think he's, he's out, out for like a while. That. Yeah, but anyway, like they're they got some scrap to him, man. Like you know, the Reds got to play him a couple times. I got to see him. Uh, you know, just kind of what they were looking like on TV. Uh, they're they're solid, man. The good thing is, like the NL Central's not quite as bad as the AL Central, but it's not good. So. You know, teams like now, them you can got, rise up. You got three teams in AL Central over 500. So yeah. definitely better than AL Central. And they just took two out of three from the Dodgers, the Pirates did. Yeah. Which yeah. is amazing. Which, uh, don't you feel like the Dodgers are losing a little bit of that uh, luster? Like, you don't, do you feel the same way about them that you have in the past? Oh, absolutely not. No. That's the Padres division right now. Like, the Dodgers don't scare you at all. Do not they? at all. No. No. Because they got Kershaw. He's going to get hurt. They're a good team. Yeah. I They're mean, a good team. I'm not saying they may not be a playoff team. They're just well, not a great team. When you lose players of their caliber, like Justin Turner, Trey Turner, 
You know, they lost uh, Bellinger, who's been there. Uh, you lost a lot of your guys core. hitting two through six. You lost a lot you of your core, man, and a lot of your identity. So I, I'm not feeling the Dodgers at all. So far, they're a 500 team. Exactly. Yeah, that, you're not. You're not spending that payroll to be 500. There's only one team in the NL West that's a positive run differential, and that's the Dodgers with nine. Really? <laughs> yeah, that's terrible. Uh, they've got they've got the leading home run hitter in Muncie. Do they? Yeah. Wow. Home runs don't seem to be getting it done this year. Well, you know, now that we've had a chance to, we, we were talking about this a little bit pre-show. We're a month in. You've got to see some ball. You know, do you? We're talking about the home run and maybe small ball coming back into play because the shift not being there. Have you noticed much of a way the games are being played? Feeling any different? Oh, absolutely. I mean, because it's fa- clearly it's faster. But then now we're looking like the uh, '84 Cardinals. Yeah, with track meet out there. Everybody's trying to take second. You got Vince Coleman and. Who's the other guy? Ozzy Smith. Yeah, they're all running, doing their thing. But uh, Acuna, he's leading the MLB with 14 steals on pace for 88 steals this year. Yeah. And that's unheard of. Yeah, like we were talking about, like in fantasy baseball, like you don't really think about the stolen base that much. You're like, ah, if I get it, it's great. But if you planned on it this year and you planned right, you're probably doing pretty good because it's active out there. But, you know, it's it's been uh, it's been interesting to see the pace of play. But I can honestly say watching – I've enjoyed it, man. I, I've not. I have no bad things to say about the rule changes as of right now. Hey, and I agree with you. I mean, I, I'm fine being a traditionalist that I am. It hasn't hurt me as bad as I thought it would, and I'm fine watching it on TV. I have not been to a game yet in person because I never want a game to be over quicker than what it is. <laughs> um, but the one opposite side surprise: the Oakland A's are five and twenty-one. They're already 10 games out in the West, and their run differential is negative 113. Negative 113. So, they've already talked about Vegas. They're pretty much following the Raiders Like, Like, that's definitely happening, right? Oh, like, to. they already bought land. Like, right. what, like I, I don't know the ins and outs of what their land lease deals are going to be, but it seems like it's over. Well, they put it on MLB on uh, Facebook, and they are asking the question, why are the A's so bad? And I just commented, it's because the players have to pay for soda. Yeah. That's well documented. So, this I mean. Ask Dave Justice. This is Moneyball right here. Like, are they going to go to another town and all of a sudden start spending money? It worked for the rate? Oh, wait. No, it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> you just stab well, me. Can you stab me a little uh, deeper? Yeah. The only thing happened when the Raiders moved was the players' reputations continued to be, you know, unlawful. No, it was like more targets on the strip. Let's hit them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And their dogs, too. Uh, no, no, not their dogs. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> um, so, let's let's talk about shortstops. Okay. Why do we want to talk about shortstops? So, I posted it in America's Pastime. I posted four shortstops. I left Ozzy uh, Smith out on purpose because he's more of a defensive wizard. Didn't have the pop. Mediocre. That these player. other guys have. And I'm going to say it right now because it's in green in my head. Ozzy Smith, career batting average 262. He had 28 career home runs. Yes. All right, let's talk about <laughs> – now let's talk about Kyle Ripken. Let's talk about Derek Jeter. Let's talk about Barry Larkin. Let's talk about the unknown that people don't know about, Alan Trammell, who's right there with the other four. So I ask him in my group, rate these four players. Clearly, Chad, you're a Reds fan. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm biased, and I, I grew up with Barry Larkin, you know, shortstop winning MVP. Like, that's an exciting thing. And you saw Cal. Um, you saw Jeter. Probably not Trammell as much. So, I, I mean, if I had to rank them, like, I, I'm, I put I – I love Cal Ripken, man. I don't know why. Like, I just – I do the longevity thing. But he was a great ball player. Don't let Ashley Harper hear you talk uh, about Cal Ripken. I, he know, hates it. That's fine. You know, why? Because he says it was all sabotage. Why? Because I, I guess he could have sat down and let other people uh, play. But, you know, it's the about Ripken, Jeter. I think he went as far to even saying that he pulled the old sprinklers thing, like the bull, Durham <laughs> Bulls, to keep the streak alive. Maybe. Yeah. Well, you know, sometimes you do. Sometimes yeah. you do. But uh, I feel like Jeter gets more love just because of being on the Yankees. He was always that, you know, prominence. You saw him, you know, big plays, World Series. Big moments. Has, has one of my favorite moments of all time. The Mr. November stuff is cool. Like he flipped to get Jeremy yeah. on the plate. Uh, so, but why is Trammell so forgotten compared to the others? Barry Larkin's probably a little underappreciated maybe, but I don't think he's a forgotten guy like Trammell is. No, so I mean, maybe because it's not recent, it's recency bias. I mean, he's the oldest of the four. But, so when you're talking about uh, terms of war, Cal is clearly the cut above the rest. He's around 90 because uh, he was great shortstop, and then he moved to third later in his career. But right. hit for power, you know, it was Cal, it's Cal. And then you had Larkin, Trammell, and Jeter all around 70. So you could pretty much group those guys any way you saw fit. Now, let me talk about Derek Jeter. His offensive war was 96. His defense is so bad, it brought him down to a 70. Wow. (laughs) Think about that. Wow. And um, to me, that almost puts him number four. Yeah. If if one side of the position makes you negative player – so, I know this is a, a hotly debated item with a lot of baseball people. How do you feel about war overall as a statistic when doing these comparisons? I like it a lot, honestly. I don't go a lot. I'm traditionalist, but I like the fact because it helps you compare errors without the bias. Um, I'm glad to hear you say that. I'm a big fan of it. And I honestly, the biggest reason why is how damn consistent it seems it to be. It is, it is. Like, if, if right now, if you had to say a Hall of Famer, if they're worthy or not, you'd have to say their award would be like a 65 minimum, right? Right. Like, that's – and why can you say that? Because you know almost without, you know, much thought, you can look at any fringe player and they're going to be right there. Right, exactly. I mean, it's so damn – and then you can talk about great players – and, like, so anytime you talk about a guy, like, over a 75, you're like, damn. And then you get into the 90s and higher. Well, and it's like, like, let's even talk about the old school days. You have a Honus Wagner, people like that, Babe Ruth, Lou Gehrig, people that were in the way over 100. Right. But you got to think, the great players back then were few and far between. They were that much better than their average competitor. Right. And today, you have to be so skilled to get in a league that – Yes, there are better players, but the, the discrepancy is not as big. The margin's a lot you know, smaller. I mean, if that makes sense. Right. Like, like the difference between an MVP and the, you know, 29th man on a roster. Right. You know, it's not hugely different. Whereas Babe Ruth would come out and he's hands down the god of Everybody baseball. Everybody single A. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's huge. You might have had a handful of players back then and they're getting like 130 war or more. I, have you ever had war – change your mind about anything and did it here with like Trammell. No, no. War has absolutely changed my mind and I'm, I'm, I hate to say it, but it's with Lou Whitaker because Lou Whitaker 
His war is 75, and it's higher than Jeter, Trammell, and Barry Larkin, and he's yet to still be in the Hall of Fame as a second baseman, which is not as a strict defensive position as shortstop, which meant that he was such a great second baseman and offensive player that he still had a higher war than Derek Jeter. Think about that. Why isn't he in? So he's the anomaly. 75. Like, to me, he's the biggest bust, or not in the Hall of Fame, biggest Biggest discrepancy. Yeah, not in the Hall of Fame. That there is in history of baseball. Like you would trade Harold Baines for him in a heartbeat? Clearly. <laughs> I'd trade Fred McGriff for him. And Fred McGriff's war is like, what, a 60? Yeah. Like 58, something Correct. like that. Um, and then Harold Baines is like a 38? 39, Something? Yeah. Like, yeah. So, like, again, like, that's consistent for me. Like, I can go to that to prove my point without knowing how the hell to calculate it if I had to. So, for me, I personally would go – uh, Ripken, Larkin, Trammell, Jeter. No, I, I probably wouldn't put Jeter at the bottom until you said what you said. To me, if you're that bad on defense, you deserve to be last. I, I'm, I can't, I can't disagree with your rankings. If so, he didn't play for New York, yeah, I know. that's what I was saying. Yeah. yeah. Right. yeah. So in theory, though, clearly A. Rod should have stayed at shortstop and moved Jeter to third when it happened. But the egos were so big. They were never going to move Jeter, yeah, even though it was going to make them lose more games. As a captain, man. Right. You can't move him. No, but like they, they sacrificed games for his ego. Think about that. Yeah. In New York. I will say he's got my favorite uh, baseball Nike commercial in some time. Oh, yeah. When, when he was retiring and they did the captain thing. Yeah. Everybody's tipping the cap. Yeah, that's, that's cool. That was uh, – I'll give him and that. I, I'm not that's, dogging Jeter that's at what all. Jeter is. I'm it's, not dogging it's not at all. not just the on field. I hated Jeter as a Braves fan in the 90s and early 2000s, but like the man, he, he kind of grew on me over the years and I respected it. Until he tried to run the Marlins? I didn't care about that. <laughs> it was bad. I don't care. I mean, like, what you want to do after your career is your business. Yeah. I see. You got to say that being a Jordan fan, too. Correct. You can't criticize these exactly. former players in right. the minute, So, All right. Last little thing on baseball. You got to see the Savannah Bananas. Yep. I, I've i not ever been. I've only seen the highlights of that beginning this year. What What is it? So I've seen them twice now this year. Well, last month in Savannah on their home field, which is amazing. Uh, very retro. I don't remember the name of the field without looking it up. But, like, you don't even have a concrete parking lot. You literally pull into the grass underneath the willow trees. That's fantastic. For 5K. <laughs> you know, it's awesome. So it was amazing down there. We just got to see it in Charleston, West Virginia, against our very own Dirty Birds, which I hate the freaking name. But if you put them in this league, I love it because that's what they need to be. Yeah. Dirty Birds would sound perfect in this league with the bananas and the party animals. Perfect, <laughs> right? So party animals, if you don't know, travel with the bananas. Okay. The same it's like similar their thing. Washington uh, Generals versus right. the so Globe Trotters. When they do this world tour, if there's not like a good team there like the Dirty Birds like we have in that area, they'll just play the party animals for the show. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. But it's the biggest interactive experience you ever want to meet on a diamond with your kids. It's amazing. You can't pass it up. The thing is, they're not just a show. They're very skilled players. So they're playing the Dirty Birds, who is independent ball, but it's several former major leaguers, several former guys trying to get to the big leagues, and they beat them handedly that night I was there. 
but they play by banana rules. So if you don't know, you got to look up the nine banana rules. And I'm not going to go through all nine of them, but... That's all there are is just nine? Nine banana rules. It changes it from regular baseball. Okay. But the ones that are great is that if a foul, a fan catches a foul ball, the batter's out, which is amazing. That's interactive. All right. So there's no walks. So as soon as you get ball four, the batter takes off sprinting towards first base and as long as he wants because the defense has to pass the ball around the diamond until every player touches the ball except for the pitcher and the catcher. Like so, even the outfield? Correct. <laughs> so – Usually, so, so here's it the difference. Like a double, correct. Okay. So it's so the, the bananas are so good at it that their goal is to hold you before you get to second. They're good at it to where they can hold you to a single sometimes. Because as soon as it happens, like they, they all, know what to do. they all come running in, sprint and converge, and they pass the ball around like pepper, and it's done. And the runners not even a, they got like six runners out trying to get to second base on a walk. Now <laughs> the dirty birds, on the other hand. They're like, which way did he go? Which way did he go? <laughs> this is not a well rehearsed. They're throwing story. it out there to the outfield it's, fence, and it's an inside the park home run on a walk. <laughs> so you got that, which is amazing. There's no bunting because they said in the rules, bunting sucks, which yeah. is amazing. Uh, but like, it's there's nine rules. You got to look them up under banana ball rules. They'll have a guy that comes out and pitches on stilts, yep, and he can I've throw strikes. That. And then you have another guy that comes out and throws uh, underhanded. Underneath his tank there, <laughs> and he still throws strikes. Now, what's this deal where I'll see, like, the pitchers out there, and all of a sudden everybody comes in, and they're all dancing oh, together. That, that's just rehearsed. And they're, and they're all doing it, and then but they pitch in the middle of it. Oh, like yeah. It's still just part of the yeah, game. Yeah, it's all choreographed, uh, and then uh, they just throw a strike, right? Like Because they're, they're still good at what they do. Right. So have you seen any of this at all? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to Savannah next week, and I'm – I'm going to try to get in there. We'll see what happens. I bet they're traveling, though. Seems like their time of year they'd be all over. So, here in West Virginia, they sold out in less than 24 hours. Yeah, so I was trying to get it on the secondary market. It was 350 bucks for general admission. So, they one, were at, one it's unheard of here. One ticket. They yeah. were actually packaged to me and my son as, ba- or as birthday presents. I didn't pay for them. I don't know how much was paid for them. So, we got in. Uh, the only problem with banana tickets is that everything's general seating. So once you get there is where you settle in. Yep. People try to save whole rows if you're not there. You know what I mean? Yep. It gets ugly. <laughs> you don't want to fight somebody's grandma, yep. which I was about to. I'd be fighting. So me and my son sat in right – actually, we stood standing in room only in right field, which is fine. But uh, I knew people that sold their tickets the day of for four fifty apiece. Four fifty. I can't imagine. I wanted to go. It ain't worth that. I didn't want to go that bad. It ain't that bad. I mean, I wanted to go. Yeah. This is not that bad. No, but That's it's like NFL tickets. <clears throat> not even. NFL would be less than that. Yeah. I mean, that's we need more good shit around So, so think about that. <laughs> I can go sit in left field in the second row in Truist Park in Atlanta and watch the Braves play. One of the best teams in the National League for $35. <laughs> I mean, think about it. But Ten times watch, that. Don't yeah. come watch baseball in Charleston, West Virginia. Yeah. For a minor league team in Charleston. <laughs> it's not even minor league. It's independent. <laughs> yeah. Not even affiliated. Right. <laughs> Who are these clients? The Harlem Glo- Globetrotters of That's what of it is. That's literally oh, what it is. Man. But you've got to witness it once in your life. It's a moment. So, like, people want to dog it. And in my baseball group, they're like, it's Why not. Are people dogging it? It's not real baseball. And I'm like, listen. All I know is the fan experience is outstanding. My 14-year-old son had a moment. 
You'll never forget. Right. Way past the time I'm long gone. That's like people adult wrestling, man. Like, it's just entertainment. It is. It ain't got to be pure to the game or whatever. Like, sorry. It's just still baseball. Right. It's just fun baseball. Yeah, it's different, but it's fun. But well, you, you look know what you're... it did for tickets. Look what it did for sales. Look at... The local economy. How much beer yeah. do you think they sold that night? Oh, a ton. It was a ton. They, they, I know that. I know people was going hot and heavy into some kind of spiked lemonade. Ooh, do they have a pitch clock? No. Okay, no. that's good. No, but it was amazing. So these guys, literally, they will pull out a sharpie in their back pocket while the game is going on, sign an autograph, throw it back to a kid while the game is going on. That happened with your son. Correct. It's a good family event. Oh, absolutely. It's just not for two thousand dollars. No. All right, as we wrap up here, we did have a little bit of tragic news that uh, hit the the radio waves today, and it was an icon, a television icon. Um, I remember... Former mayor of Cincinnati. Former mayor of Cincinnati. I remember when he had a serious talk show, and then I remember when it turned into what everyone knows him for, and it is the icon, Jerry Springer. And, uh, like... What do you remember about Jerry Springer? Like, just think about when you were younger. What's your first memory of the Jerry Springer show being a thing? It was outlandish. It was it was brash. It it broke a lot of barriers when you're watching TV. And what was allowed? It was different <laughs> from everything. And it was on regular cable TV. And like, it's you like can't syndication. Be- you can't believe this is happening right now. Major network like Fox. Yeah, it was. Um, it got so popular. That, like, people would just make shit up so they could get on there. Because they just wanted to fight. And I remember, like... Like, I remember, like, really old episodes of Jerry Springer. Where it was more serious. It had more of a, an Oprah feel to it. Or more of a Donahue feel. And then at some point he realized, like, that didn't work. They had, like, a segment or something with the KKK. And it just got out of hand. That's what And, I, and that's they're, what like, they're like, hmm... We're on to something here. Remember, they even made a movie called Ringmaster. Yeah, I remember They that. had his own movie about him running a TV show. He was a legend. And then Steve Wilkos got, gets his own TV the, show. The head security. Yeah. He's like, a bodyguard. He's, yeah. He was he just the big show. guy that would grab these, like, trailer park bitches running out the uh, hall. And I'll kill you. And, and uh, there's always the reveal, or it's like they're just sitting in the chair and they're just running down somebody, and the crowd, ooh, we don't like this person. He's like, let's bring him out. And, bring he him out. and he's just like, yo, I keep it real, bitch. And he's flipping the crowd off. They're booing him like it's the big, like it's the Iron Sheik, and it's 1987. It's fantastic, but um, it might be lowbrow. And you talk about it breaking barriers. It only broke barriers down, but yes, that's okay. Yes, not, yes, we were there right. for it. I still remember to this day, like, even though it was like, it came on, because it came on at like 3 o'clock, <laughs> and like, we'd get home at like 3.30, so I'd come home, flip it on, because I think it ran until 4, and you'd be like, man, I know it's bleeped out, but what kind of titties are we going to see today? <laughs> man, they had the ones, uh, I remember like, <laughs> I got to tell the story, this is fantastic. They had the, you could get the VHS. You know, they had the Too Hot for TV, Jerry yeah, Springer. Yeah, I remember that. And I remember being in high school, and we went to Hollywood Video here in Las Vegas, and I rented the Too Hot for TV because it's got naked ladies on it. And so 16-year-old me goes home, watches it, whatever. It's great. It's just her just sitting there the whole time, honestly. It lost its effect after a minute. But I was 16, so we're just excited to see it. But anyway, um, 
did whatever, running around with some friends, came home at night, and my mom had found it and was watching it, and then wanted to ask Ooh. me a million questions as to why I have this. And what'd and your mom think about? She was it? trying to make me uncomfortable <laughs> by watching it like with her, and I'm like, uh, it's fine. You know, it didn't work, but uh, whatever. You say, let's watch Girls Will Go On. Yeah, I, I'm going to the store tomorrow. Oh, did, you, did either of you know anyone on it? I feel like I always heard about people on there from like Red House. <laughs> yeah. I, so I, I worked at Applebee's as a kid. There was this waitress. Cheap, cheap child labor? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm, 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 I'm working at Applebee's as a kid after my day job making soccer balls. And then. I'm watching TV. I'm looking up, and this waitress, she's standing there waiting on tables. And I look up, and she's on Jerry Springer. And I, I don't remember the plot. I was just surprised to see somebody that I actually had met on Jerry Springer. It was something like, you know, there was a debate over, uh, you know, her cousin was cheating. Um, she was cheating on her cousin's boyfriend, which is was also her dad and her uncle and her grandfather at the same time. That sounds like us. West Virginia. So, Ooh. did you feel like a big deal that you were that closely connected? I, I'm going to speak at his funeral now as a result mm, of that. So, eulogy. Are you going to do like a campus uh, tour afterwards? Are you going to speak at colleges about the experience? I think it's it's transcendent. <laughs> it could be. <laughs> oh, man. I, I do got to tell you, I did go to the movie theater uh, this week. I haven't been to the, the movies in a minute. But uh, one of the things that's been nice is since COVID, it's a lot easier to go to the theater. It's not as crowded. And I, when you go to the movies, do you have a certain place you like to sit in the theater? So I personally like to sit in the very back row in the middle. Okay. You any different? Depends on if I'm with a woman or not. What does that determine? Yeah, yeah go ahead. Break you got, that down. I mean, what's the furthest you've gone in a movie theater? <laughs> what does that have to do with the seating location? Well, I don't want to do that up front. I mean, people All are right, going to so get distracted from the movie. If it's just you and you're playing with yourself, where do you sit? Uh, <laughs> I, I like about one third back, right in the middle. Okay, right in the middle. Like, <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> what about you? Where are you sitting, Chad? The mark. Everybody, magic words, penis. Easy word is <laughs> penis. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Um, ah! <laughs> I forgot what we were doing. Uh, we were talking about movie theater. Where do you etiquette. sit? All right. So, Mr. Brown also preferred back row right underneath the projector for two reasons. One, I don't want anybody behind me. And two, I want the center view. Right. So, we get there before the previews even start. We're going to see Evil Dead Rise. Good movie, especially if you go see the theaters. So, we get there, go to the theater. Like, yeah, we're going to be the only ones there. There's two people already in the theater. And guess where they're sitting? Right in your spot. So what do you do? I move over right or left, like two seats. Exactly. Yes. Then what do they do? They probably move. Exactly. And take their seats. So I got exactly what I wanted. <laughs> and that's yes. exactly how it They were back out. there doing the fiddling or the diddling like Brad likes that's to do. That's exactly right. Last week, I was in the theater <laughs> watching Evil Dead. Yeah, uh, dude. They, hey, you remember when you moved all the way to the end of yeah, the top row? Yeah, and then this that's, asshole that's <laughs> comes in and sits right beside me. But here's the thing: yeah. like they thought we might have been assholes, but I don't know about you guys. I've never paid for snacks at the movie theater. We go to the gas station. So the 
reason why I have cargo shorts. It's because I went to the theaters, loaded up. Wife brings out the big purse. Like, we got triplets, the diaper bag. It's all full, got ranch dressing and shit in there. Everything you need. Just run them down. You just go in there. So, like, yeah, they moved because we got too close. But then we start breaking out the snacks, and it sounds like mom's purse, you know, and all that stuff. And everybody's looking like, ooh, maybe come, we shouldn't did have moved. Did they come back? Too, no, too late. They done, because, like, 30 minutes had passed. They done established the boundary. We're good. We're good. Now they would be invading personal space. I gotta tell you though, the best part was after they moved, we did get up and move over a little bit more in the same direction. Rub it in because now, like, well, they left, so let's just take exactly where we wanted to be. So we fixed the two to three seat, you know, problem. I love that. But uh, so, do you have a favorite snack that you uh, sneak into the theater? Ah, uh, so um, I've. Been a big fan of chocolate dip pretzels, you know. See, yeah, like I'm a, big on the goobers. Get like a bag of that. So goobers would fit in there. Uh, Reese pieces are a good one. That's right. a go-to. And then um, usually, uh, you know, we'll get like some um, pork rinds. Maybe might have uh, some gummy bears. So obviously, you if know. you're bringing all this, you never get that big old bug in the theater popcorn. No, I mean, there's, there's free popcorn laying all around the floor. Uh, I mean, I've I've gotten the popcorn mm. before, but uh, not very often. It's I don't know. It's what they get you worse is the drinks. I have this big can of C four. That's what I took in the movie theater. I there just stuck that in my back pocket. You start but streaming in the, the middle. The sixteen year old is not going to frisk you at the movie theater. I promise, unless you really ask. But they're going to just let you walk in. They don't care. So you like walking around a theater like a pigeon, Brad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like. Uh, you know, I'll eat a hot dog, but not with my mouth. Exactly. Mm. <laughs> he's been he's been on a stretcher. He's <laughs> uh, been on yoga. Well, that's gonna wrap up our show today, everybody. I actually have to head to Arby's and pick up Chad and Mark Jr. But uh, it was nice seeing you guys after having a week off. We plan on doing this again. I don't see. Are we going to forget birthdays or anything next week? I think we're good next week. I don't see anything on the horizon. I got my birthday, but I'm good. You'll Happy be. birthday. Yeah. Same no. birthday, yeah. On Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. Big 41, who cares? Yeah, all right. Uh, you only care about the ones that are in the other. Correct. Right? All right, well, well you going to be back next week? I uh, will not. No, of course not. Can't go for two in a row. That gives you another week to think about your new moniker. But until then, this is Chad the Mark with Mr. Brown and... A guy to be named later with the artist formerly known as Bradford, I guess. Thanks for listening in to the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcast. We will see you next week. But until then, have a great weekend. Bye-bye.